You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I am CJ Palmasano. I am your host here, and we have a big weekend coming up this weekend in the world of pro wrestling. We have Slammiversary this Saturday for Impact Wrestling. We have Money in the Bank this Sunday for WWE. We have Friday Night SmackDown as of today of this podcast is being released, where fans are returning in attendance. AEW beat them to the punch, both of them. But God damn it, it's been so great seeing live wrestling crowds again. There's nothing like it, man. I'm so glad this pandemic shit is over with. At least the the no fan slash limited fans aspect of the of uh, of wrestling is gone because obviously there's still shit going on in the world. But the world's you know it's been turning back to normal. Things when people have been you know it's you know what I mean. You know what I'm fucking talking about. Anyway. We have a lot to get into, so tonight, today, or tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, um, I'm going to be going into, I'm going to be doing my predictions for both Slammiversary and Money in the Bank, who I think will win. I mean, Money in the Bank is a very, very stacked card right now. Uh, I mean, literally anybody could win the Money in the Bank briefcase for the men's or the women's side. Um, It's really not... I'm not sure who will win, but let's start with a few things. Let's start with some of the big news stories that have happened uh, this week. One in particular, let's start with his biggest one. Um, Becky Lynch apparently is slated to be uh, advertised, well, not advertised, but apparently she's supposed to be at Money in the Bank this weekend. Uh, it'll be the first time we've seen Becky Lynch in over a year uh, since she announced her pregnancy and was leaving. Um, until she was ready to come back. We weren't sure if she was ever going to come back, or we weren't sure if she was, uh, you know, if she, if she was going to be until her pregnancy was over. Thank God, because the women's division in WWE right now need a huge, and I mean huge, shot in the arm. Uh, Bianca Belair has been great, and she's been consistent, and Belair uh, and Bailey and Sasha, they, they've, they've all been great. Um, but the women's division has been seriously lacking, especially on the Raw side of things. Um, Rhea Ripley, they don't know what the fuck they're doing with her. They don't know if she's healed. They don't know if she's babyface. And I, as a viewer, don't know and honestly don't really care about Charlotte versus Rhea. And that's how bad the booking is right now these days. But I'll get more into that in my predictions with the show. So, yeah, Becky Lynch is supposed to be coming back. Um, is she going to be in... Is she going to show up? Is she going to be in the ladder match? Well, no, to answer your question, because uh, WWE just announced that Tamina is just going to take the last spot in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Hopefully, this is some kind of swerve or something. I don't know, because um, I was kind of expecting maybe Becky to take it, or maybe Sasha to take it, or maybe, uh, I don't know, Sonya Deville. So she could, you know, she could have been the one to... Uh, kind of abuse her power or anything but um yeah becky lynch to be returning um i I don't know if i said on this podcast but i said it i think i said to sean a while back um and i said that i think becky should face bianca belair because the smackdown women's division needs a real shot in the arm because they're the women you know it's so depleted since the they released all those women a while ago 
Um, but honestly, maybe Raw could do with it more than, than SmackDown does because, I mean, we also saw that Bailey was in. Oh, maybe she should go to SmackDown. Who, who knows, honestly? Who, who, who the fuck knows? But, I mean, I would think as it stands right now, I would think Becky Lynch is probably going to be facing whoever the Raw Women's Champion will be. Um, and I think we're probably going to get uh, Bianca versus Sasha 2 at SummerSlam considering that Sasha hasn't been seen in a while on TV uh, uh, that match would draw money it, well it would it would draw for the SummerSlam because they're trying to make SummerSlam the biggest possible show that they can make it to be because of WrestleMania not being a full capacity crowd the thunderstorms and you know uh fucking <laughs> you know uh just covid still being a uh prevalent thing at the time and still you know uh vaccines not really taken into um the vaccines weren't taken into big effect because not enough people were getting them um but now they want to make SummerSlam the big show that that they wanted to be this year um and it's and i've talked about SummerSlam briefly i think that it's going to be a great show you know rumored to be with john cena versus roman reigns uh, we want Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar instead. WWE want to do Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Ugh, fuck no. Please, God, no. You don't fucking learn, WWE. Um, you know, we could get the uh, uh, rated, uh, <laughs> rated RKO. Um, uh, RK Bro to win the tag championships against probably Omos and AJ. I don't know. Um, but that's what I would think would be uh, a good thing to do. Um, so looking at things, the also there, I mean, there are some big news stories that have happened, you know, since I, uh, didn't put a regular episode out last week and, and I apologize for that. I had, um, I was down with internet and there was a, there was a bad, uh, thunderstorm near me in my area, uh, for my day job. It took me about three hours to get home, three fucking hours in, in the storm and the rain my internet wasn't working, and I couldn't get the episode that I wanted to get up uh, that I did with uh, Tony Cheney and Frankie Marinara. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, two independent wrestlers, I had a conversation with them uh, a few uh, about a week ago or so, and I released that episode up on Tuesday. So if you haven't already, uh, when you're done listening to this, go back and listen to the episode I did with Tony Cheney and Frankie Marinara. Um, I... Um I, th I thought to myself, like, there's a lot of shit that happened. I mean, I still have to get into all the stuff that was going on with, uh, you know, with AEW from last week and then this week and then NXT. So I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible because we still have to do uh, predictions. And before you know it, boom, the podcast will be <laughs> close to over. So I'll talk with the big news stories. We talk about Becky Lynch returning. Um, so I think Becky will, will show up at the show at some capacity. I'll get into my predictions later of how I think she'll show up. Um, the other big news story that a few other big news stories that broke was one that Bailey is now injured and she's going to be out for nine months. And, you know, man, that really sucks because Bailey, Bailey was really, really doing an amazing, tremendous job during the pandemic era. Like, you know, her and Sasha and Asuka were like holding it down for the women's division. At some point last year, you know they, you know when Bailey was SmackDown Women's Champion and one half of the tag champions, along with Sasha being Raw and one half of the women's tag champions, it was really, really great stuff. And you know Bailey is like the MVP of the past year and a half. 
She's been amazing. You know, this heel character, she's been doing the past few years. She's taken the ball and rolled with it. I, myself, you know, just thought, like, you know, her character, I don't know how she would have done as a heel because I just loved her as a babyface so much from her NXT days. But now I love this version of Bailey. You know, she's maybe doing the best work of her career. Who who knows? I mean, you could certainly say that she is. Um, I, I feel for Bailey. She's been out for nine months. And what really sucks, man, is that, you know, the crowds are finally coming back. And we're finally... One thing's for sure is that when Bailey comes back, she's going to be a babyface. Because the crowd is going to cheer for her and be happy to see her. So, Bailey, we wish you a speedy recovery here and hope to see you back as soon as possible. The other big news story that came out recently was Jimmy Uso getting arrested for a DUI. Um, or was it DWI? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, this is not good. Uh, Jimmy Uso, he, um, this is not the first... This is not the second. This is like the third or fourth time he's been pulled over for this shit. Um, the prime time previous, he wasn't convicted. He wasn't arrested. Um, but this time he was. And um, the past two weeks on SmackDown, his story, his whole thing in the uh, the uh, the family storyline with Roman and Jey Uso, um, Recently, it's been centered around him. I mean, Edge was attacked him the other night with the the steel pipe or the steel chair, whatever the fuck he uses when he's putting things in people's now, mouths now. Um, and the the SmackDown after that episode, after the initial uh, before the initial arrest, because he got arrested arrested last Monday, I believe. Um, they still went on with the show, and I I guess we'll have to wait and see this is for SmackDown tonight and see how they handle this whole thing. But WrestleVotes and Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, they were reporting that it doesn't seem like he's going to be punished for this. And I got to say, that's really negligent on WWE's part. Clearly, this guy has a problem. And clearly, he needs help. Um, they, I, I'm amazed that they're not even suspending him. They have him go to rehab and help him. Um, maybe they'll do something on SmackDown tonight. Where he will, I don't know, maybe he'll, like, he'll get, like, you know, ousted from the, maybe they'll put in the storyline and Roman will be like, you need to go and take care of yourself. You're disgracing the family and don't come back until you've you've gotten better. Maybe something like that? Um, I don't know, because... They went ahead with the pre-taped SmackDown they had in the Thunderdome, which Thunderdome is gone, thank God. It was a cool concept for what it needed to be, but thank God fans are back. Um, so we, um, I just hope WWE just does something with him to get Jimmy Uso the help he needs. I mean, the Usos are one of the best tag teams in the world. They And they've been really entertaining with this whole storyline with Roman Reigns, and I just... I want Jimmy Uso to get help because I'm a fan of his, and I just don't want anything happening to this guy. I don't want this guy to get hurt or, you know, kill himself, you know, drunk driving. It's 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 a dangerous, dangerous thing. And I hope he's he gets the help he needs, and I hope WWE does something. Give him the help. I mean, if you're not going to punish him, fire him, whatever, get him some fucking help. Take him off TV and let him and get get him help. You've been able to help other people in the past when they've had issues plenty of wrestlers have come forward in, in podcasts and saying how triple h was so helpful or how vince was so helpful or, so, or anybody in the company so i hope that's what they're doing right now and they're just keeping it private 
But I hope Jimmy Uso gets the help he needs, absolutely needs and deserves. Because this storyline has been really interesting, and I'm all for it, man. I really am. So next, I'm going to be covering what went down on NXT this past week and AEW from this past Wednesday and a little bit of last Wednesday because I can't not talk about last Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. Holy shit. Okay, so I'll start with NXT, get this out of the way first. NXT, um, I didn't get to see the entire show, but I caught most of it. So what I loved in this show is how Samoa Joe has been utilized. I mean, Samoa Joe appears to be the best fucking thing in NXT right now, and that's no surprise. I love how when you give Samoa Joe any role, he will do it flawlessly, perfectly. Samoa Joe was the special guest referee this week in a NXT championship match against Karrion Cross, defending his championship against Johnny Gargano. Now, I was, very, I was thinking, well, maybe Johnny could win it. Maybe considering Cross had that main event dark match, and then Bronson Reed had it, and then he dropped the NXT North American title, which I guess Bronson Reed sticking around, going to Adam Cole, which I like because, you know, you take him from the, a mid-card title, and now you're bringing him up to a main event level guy with Adam Cole. Good job, Triple H. Very smart booking. I like how Joe was, he instructed the rules to both Cross and Gargano, and he was being very stern and very serious. Um, the main event comes around, and it's a good match between Gargano and uh, Cross. But after the match, Cross grabs Samoa Joe, puts him in a sleeper hold, and he's screaming like, "Unless provoked, Joe! Unless provoked! This is my NXT!" So we are for sure getting a Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe match. When we're getting it, I don't know. Will Karrion Cross be the champion? I don't know. Um, but this is... I love how every week they are teasing matches for Samoa Joe every single week. They're teasing matches between him and Adam Cole. because Adam Cole wants a piece of Samoa Joe. Pete Dunne wants a piece of Samoa Joe. And we saw how Pete Dunne is getting to a feud with Timothy Thatcher and Champa. Well, Oni Lorcan and, and Pete Dunne are getting to a feud with Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Champa. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've ever seen Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa have a singles match before. Uh, not in NXT, at least. Not to my recollection. So if they haven't, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot. Of, that was uh, a really great tease there that they had pull apart brawl backstage. It's just they're centering the show around Samoa Joe and they are focusing how important he is. He may not necessarily be... He's not the champion. I don't think he's going to be the champion. And I don't think Joe needs to be the champion in NXT again. But what I do think is that we need to get Samoa Joe into some wrestling matches ASAP. Clearly, they want Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, And I love how they've played up to the fact that Karrion Cross isn't all that great. Because um, maybe Joe can show him a thing or two and help him work that big man style. Who knows? Um... Because I love the line when Johnny Gargano goes to Karrion Cross. He's like, you know, at the Great American Batch, he goes, you know, you mentioned my wife's pants. Funny, because you couldn't even lace my wife's boots. He's got a point. He's not wrong. Candice LeRae is way better of a wrestler than Karrion Cross. Just saying. Just saying. Hey, that's my girl there. You know how much, for those of you who've listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love Candice LeRae. There's a few people on this podcast who I love. 
wrestlers who I absolutely love and I will always love. Drew, Candice, uh, you know, Gargano, Champa, Adam Cole. There's a lot of them. But I've talked about Candice and Drew McIntyre quite a bit, a lot. They're like two of my favorite wrestlers currently in wrestling right now in WWE. So where does this, where can we possibly have this match between Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross? Um, my guess is the next possible takeover, which might happen SummerSlam weekend or around the same time. Maybe they could do it the Friday before SummerSlam or they could do it the Sunday after SummerSlam. I don't really know when or what they could do with that match, but but that's a takeover-worthy match. And fuck it, put the title on the line with Samoa Joe and have Karrion Cross win, just further cementing him as his big dominant monster. Um, but for my thing is, I think Karrion Cross might be better suited for the main roster, and they want him. They definitely want him. But my only issue is that when you see that main event uh, clip of his entrance in the Thunderdome, it's just so bad it's it's like the when you're making a custom wrestler in 2k or, or smackdown versus raw and you are <laughs> it's just a rant it's wrestler number it's superstar number one or superstar number two uh it's so bad like because the big thing about carrying cross and and what i like about him is that entrance the entrance is like that is everything when you are a wrestler, if you have an amazing entrance, like you're captivating people right then and there. He is like fortunate enough to have that where they, you know, guys like Undertaker have this amazing entrance, you know, this long walk to the ring with the with the with the guitars and the chimes and the bells and everything, the trumpets, just this beautiful composure of Jim Johnson for that he made for the Undertaker. You know, you have this um you know, people of once in a lifetime wrestlers get that opportunity, and Cross has that with this entrance. Guys like him, Taker, I just mentioned, Finn Balor with the Demon. I'd even say that the Balor entrance when he's the Prince is still just as fucking good. So there's a lot with all these guys, and Cross is in there. The only big difference is is that he's not that great in the ring, and I probably have said that a lot right now. But Cross is good. I think he can for sure be a top guy in on the main roster. It's just they can't strip him of what makes him really good because they want their reports that they wanted to take split up Scarlet and Cross. I'm like, why would you strip? And, and that's something I'll never understand. Why do you want to strip away everything that makes a guy or a girl so great? Scarlet is as big a part of the act with Cross as Cross is. You know the the lip syncing and the moving. You know, you know, uh, leaning back on the ropes or pulling down the ropes. You, you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen the carrying cross entrance, you know what I'm talking about. And you know she's lip syncing. The end is he near. The end is here. Fall and pray. Fall and, and then cross. Like the, the entrance is fucking awesome. And it just it just was so disappointing seeing that. I get wanting to give both of them a shot to be stars on their own but if it ain't broke don't fix it like you don't have to break up cross and scarlet just because you, you think scarlet might have star potential on her own work with it for as long as you can and then if it kind of gets stale maybe you can make them split them up in their separate ways 
maybe, but give it a fucking shot first. Don't just fucking split them up. Anyway, I think that's the main talking point from NXT this week is that Karrion Cross has now targeted Samoa Joe, and it makes me want to see uh, uh, NXT next week. I'm very excited for it. Um, another thing to note is that um, Johnny Gargano says when crowds return to a full capacity, uh, he believes that the way will turn babyface. And honestly, I think they're kind of going in that direction anyway. I mean, Johnny appears to be more of the babyface. Austin appears to be more of a babyface. Indy appears to be more of a babyface. The whole Dexter Loomis thing. The only one who really feels like a heel is Candice when she keeps breaking the whole thing up. Oh, come on, Candice. Let the kids have some fun, huh? <laughs> um, I, I truly believe that. I, I think Johnny Gargano's time as a heel has been really well done, but uh, it might just be time to turn him back babyface and see what the way he can do as babyfaces. Who knows? Next, uh, I think we should get into AEW. So there are a few talking points that I want to bring up from last week's AEW and from this week's AEW. I'm going to put them into both parts. How I'm going to do this is I'm going to talk about with each moment that happened from last week to this week, I'm going to connect the parties involved, meaning the wrestlers involved, and talk about the seg- their segment from the previous week to this week and connect them too. Rather than going by segment by segment, by segment you know, from last week to this week, it would be here, we'd be here all fucking night or all fucking day. So, last week, we saw Cody Rhodes take on QT Marshall in a strap match. There was lighting uh, going off, on and off throughout the night. Um, Tony Schiavone, later in the night, he was interviewing uh, Arn Anderson. The lights go off again. And who is there to appear but Tommy End, the former Alistair Black. Now going by the name Malachi Black. And he hits Arn Anderson with a black mass. Cody comes in running and he's like, what the hell is this? And it appears that uh, Malachi is just, he's letting him go attend to Arn Anderson. And boom, black mass to Cody Rhodes. The crowd went fucking nuts. I lost my shit last week watching it. And for those of you who might not know, you're thinking to yourself, well, how can... Tommy and Al- Alistair Black, Malachi Black, how can he be in AEW right now when he has a 98-0 compete clause? That's where you're wrong, my friend. Malachi Black, Tommy End, does not have a 98-0 compete clause because management at WWE fucked up and they never changed his contract from NXT. NXT talent have a 30-day non-compete clause. Whereas main roster talent have a 90-day no-compete clause. So, somebody in the office, whoever it was, they did not adjust his contract. And when he found that out, he's like, oh, okay. Because it was exactly 35 days that he had been released. A little over a month he's been released. And now he's in AEW. And he's in a program with Cody Rhodes. And finally, Cody is doing something interesting for once. Jesus Christ! I, I mean, look, I, I get, I kind of get what he was doing with the talent, you know, with QT Marshall and all those guys. I guess trying to build them up or whatever. But Cody is a big star, man. He is. He, I know for those for those people who may not be a huge fan of Cody Rhodes, uh, trust me, I, I like Cody a lot. But it was it was hard watching the shit that he's been doing for the past several months. Uh, you know, from Shaq and all this shit to now, it was it was bad. It was really really bad. 
But now he's working with Malachi Black. He's working with Tommy End. And that's very interesting. And I, I, I love <laughs> Tommy End, Alistair Black. A huge, huge fan of his work in, in NXT and WWE. And I am just so happy that he's finally in AEW. And what I love about him right now is that he's playing, he's being consistent with the story. You know, when Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins messed up his eye, he had a contact lens in WWE as Aleister Black to still make it look like the eye was messed up. And he has a bruise on his face and his eye is messed up to still show the continuity that his eye is That's fucking brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. So now Black, uh, Malachi Black is on a few, but Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes is calling him out. He said, like, you want to you want a shot at me? Okay, fine. I get that. You want to be a top guy? You go after a top guy. But, you know, a lot. Of, I may not win every fight, but I have a better chance when the guy's facing me face, going against me face to face. And you don't attack a defenseless 65-year-old man. So Cody is obviously pissed. Uh, Malachi Black appears on the screen. Cody's begging him to come down and fight him. And Malachi goes, be careful what you wish for. And they brawl again. I love the subtle nuances that Cody is very much, obviously, the babyface. But he's also wearing a white suit. Malachi Black, clearly being the heel, is wearing a black suit. I just... I just really, really am excited for this. This is probably going to lead to all out Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. And please, Malachi Black needs to win. He needs to win. Please, God, he needs to win. He even played up in the, in the promo saying, like, did you know, hear them, Cody? When I kicked you and Arn, they were cheering. Kind of alluding to that, you know, maybe Cody's not as popular as he once was. And he kind of, it's kind of, kind of the truth, yeah. Um, but overall, I'm I'm enjoying this shit so much. I'm so excited for what's next for Malachi Black, and um, it's it's very interesting. I'm very excited for it. Uh, we also got, and we're gonna get to the world title picture right now. We also got Hangman Adam Page finally confronting Kenny Omega, wanting the world championship. Dark Order told him it's time, it's finally time for you to go after the world championship because you've been. Avoiding Kenny for so long. And now, we got a face-to-face with Hangman and, K- and Kenny out in Miami. They were going to attack each other, but, you know, Kenny got away, and there was just a stare-down, an intense, intense stare-down. And Hangman Page is so over, man. All the crowd chanting cowboy shit. It's, this was the right feud to move into when coming back into live crowds. This is the match we're, gonna, we're definitely going to be getting at All Out. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page for the world title. And this week, we got Hangman Page in the ring with Tony Schiavone. And then out comes the Elite and Don Callis. Don Callis and the Elite are running him down. They're saying, you're not the guy, brother. It's, you're just, you're just, you just don't have it, pal. And then Matt Jackson comes into the ring. He said, if you guys don't mind, I'm, I want to say something to this guy to his face. Face to face. Remember us, Hangman? Remember us? We're, we're your friends you abandoned. Oof. Oof. I, I can tell in your breath you're still hitting the bottle. And, the, and that's all you're going to be is wrestling's next tragedy, a drunk. 
And like, do you want to hit me, Hangman? You want to? Yeah, I want to. Oh, you you don't have the balls. And then Hangman Page just knocks down Matt Jackson. He's fighting off the elite, and he's begging Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and Nick Jackson to come into the ring. And then out from behind the other side of the ring comes Kenny Omega, about to attack Hangman with the world title. And then in comes the Dark Order with the Calvary. So a match was made in this segment. Hangman Page said he wants a shot at the world title. And Kenny Omega said, fine, Hangman, you want a match? How about your guys against us? A five-on-five elimination tag match. Hangman said, that's not the match really what I wanted, but okay. I see your offer. But if we win, not only do I get a world championship match, but these guys get a, ch- a shot at your tag team titles. Meaning the Dark Order in general. I don't know if he was necessarily if he was specifically pointing at Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, or Silver and Reynolds. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, the stipulation is that if Hangman and the Dark Order win, then they will get the, their title shots against the respective champions. Kenny comes back in the ring, and says that if you do, but if you lose, you can, none of you can challenge for these titles. You know the old saying of, you know, you take 100% of the shots you don't met, you don't take, but you also don't fail. Think about it, Hangman. Think about it. You can go back to Ma and Pa and gloat about all the great wins you've had and how long you've been undefeated and leave it at that because you don't want to mess with me. So the stage is being set for a dark order to possibly get a tag team title shot and for Hangman Page to get his world title shot, which we all know is going to happen. When this elimination tag match is going to happen, uh, I'm not sure. It's not happening next week, but um, I think the Dark Order and Hangman are going to be thinking about it, and they're probably going to maybe they're probably going to announce it for next week, for in two weeks' time or three weeks' time or whatever. Also, Britt Baker is over as fuck. She is over as Rover, man. Britt Baker, the whole crowd when she was ending her promo, going D M D. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait to go back to, to wrestling and for AEW but out in September for my show because it better be a big fucking show. That's all I got to say. It better be a huge fucking show when the amount of times this show has been rescheduled, postponed, and all the other bullshit. But we also had on this show, we had a uh, coffin match between Darby Allen and all ego Ethan Page. I know I'm kind of spreading out around here, but uh, but I'll get to the rest of my points in a bit. This was these these guys beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> these guys were nuts. All ego Ethan Page ripped the top rope thing uh, turnbuckle off and wanted to hook Darby Allen's mouth, but Darby Allen got him instead. Scorpio Sky was getting involved, and you see a a, a brawl between Scorpio Sky and Sting. Um, you know, Darby Allen hit you know went on top of the top rope to hit uh, ego uh, all ego Ethan Page with a with a skateboard. You know, Darby eventually wins the match, but then he coffin drops into the fucking coffin on top of Ego, all Ego Ethan Page. I'm like, God damn, man. Fucking hell. And the opener of the show, I'm sorry, I know I'm going all over the place. I'm just, there's a lot that happened. And I still have more to get into. Uh, We saw John Moxley versus Carl Anderson for the IWGP US Championship. And I got to take a moment and really just appreciate the fact that Carl Anderson, the machine gun Carl Anderson, got to wrestle a singles match 
like a 20-25 minute singles match against John Moxley. Because for those of you who only watched his stuff in WWE, you really don't understand how good he is. He is so fucking good. And he never got to show that in WWE. I this is him starting to show what he has in front of crowds and like, you know, he wrestled a great match against Moxley. The crowd was hot. That like Moxley might be the most over guy other than Hangman Page. I mean, I think they were down in uh, Houston, Texas. Sammy Guevara had a match, and that's his hometown. People were going nuts for him. Um, Carl Anderson, man, and John Moxley had a great match, and I'm so happy that Carl Anderson's going to show what he can do because I want to see Carl Anderson go back to New Japan. I want to see him wrestle guys like Okada and Naito and Ibushi and Jay White and all the top guys over there to start showing that motherfucker can work. The good brother can fucking work. I've known that, and I'm glad that a, a broader audience is starting to know how good he is, and I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited for it. Um, overall, and then the, the the week prior, I got to give props to the Young Bucks, Pentagon, and Eddie Kingston for that amazing hardcore tag match, tag title match they had. You know, the the uh, the Canadian Destroyer that Pentagon hit onto Matt Jackson. Uh, you know, sticking the thumbtacks in Eddie Kingston's mouth and Nick Jackson, su- Jackson super kicking him in the face, getting the win. Um, so much went down. And speaking of Pentagon, you know, he also had Andrade looking for Death Triangle. Now, is this him wanting to start a feud with Death Triangle? Does he want to bring them in on his side? Because what if uh, Andrade is able to enlist Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. on his side and turn on Pac? Who knows? We haven't seen Pac in a while. I don't think we've seen Pac since Double or Nothing. Is he resting up? Is Does he have any injuries? I'm, uh, I don't know. I, not that I remember or recall. But, um, but yeah, we haven't seen Pac in a while. We haven't seen Ray Phoenix in a while. I think, I think Phoenix is actually injured. But hopefully they'll be, uh, they'll be back soon. So overall, my biggest takeaways from AEW from the past couple weeks is that Hangman Page is finally going after the world title. Malachi Black is feuding with Cody Rhodes. And those are my two favorite things going on in wrestling right now in, in, in AEW. I've been ready for Hangman Page to take the world title off of Kenny Omega. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been ready for Cody Rhodes to have a better fucking feud for a while. And... The fact that it's Tommy Ann, Malachi Black, couldn't, I couldn't be any happier. And what better way to prove and show to your fan base how big of a deal this guy is by having him go against one of your top guys in Cody Rhodes. I fucking love it. I think it's uh, very, very smart on AEW's part. As long as Malachi Black wins, as long as he, as long he, as he doesn't, you know... As long as Cody puts him over, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful he does. I really am. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, I think I will get be getting into the rest of this podcast with my uh, Slammiversary uh, and Money in the Bank uh, predictions for this Saturday and Sunday, respectively. So, um, I try to, keep, as you all know, I try to keep up with Impact. Um, I've been following some stuff here and there, and I'm looking forward to this card. Very much looking forward to it. It looks really, really good. 
So first, I'm going to start off with a singles match between uh, Eddie Edwards and W. Morrissey, the former Big Cass. I'm going to go with W. Morrissey here. He just came into Impact recently, and I think they're still going to build him up to be a big deal. So I'm going to go with Morrissey, the former Big Cass, to beat Eddie Edwards. Not much there. We have a tag team match for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. We have Faya and Flava, Kira Hogan, and Tasha Steeles. Um versus Havoc and Rosemary. Um, I really, really don't know what to tell you <laughs> from this because it just goes to show how much from Impact that I really follow. Um, but I guess I'll go with the champions, Fire and Flava. I guess. I don't know. We have a fatal four-way tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. We have Violent by Design, Eric Young, uh, Diener, uh, Joe Dorgan or Rhino, this little faction that uh, Eric Young has here. Um, the champions versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus TJP and Fala Ba versus the good brothers of Dot Gallows and Carl Anderson. Again, this is another one. I literally have no fucking clue who could win. I really don't know who could win here, but... um. We've already seen at one point when all the guys in the Elite were wearing championships, so I don't think the Good Brothers will win. Um, I'll go with Violent by Design to retain here. I know nothing. I'm just going to say the champions retain. Um, next, we have Chris Sabian versus Moose. 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 I I know. He doesn't do that anymore. Um, I'll go with uh, with Moose here. I think he's the baby face. I believe Moose is the baby face. Yeah, give him the win. I <laughs> Sorry, I just don't know too much th story going on. Um, we also have for the Ultimate X... It's the Ultimate X match for the X Division Championships. Josh Alexander, the champion, uh, versus Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and... Rohit Raju? Oh, I have no idea how the fuck this pronounces that name. Um, but I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with Trey Miguel. I know I know they've had some big plans for Josh Alexander. I think in the next few years he's gonna be a guy that everybody's gonna be talking about. Um, I could see Josh Alexander being the next challenger for the uh, a uh, the Impact. Actually, you know what? Uh, it, 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 uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty. I, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of TNA growing up, but I'm pretty sure that if you're the X Division champion. You can forego being the champion for a shot at the world title, right? That is a thing. I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. You know what? I'm going to say Josh Alexander, he retains. And he will challenge for the Impact Championship, the next challenger, at some point. Next, we have the Virtuosa Diana Perrazzo, the Impact Knockouts Champion, versus an opponent who is to be determined. So... I put up a poll on our Twitter page, at TNAWP, and I asked you guys, who do you think Deanna Perrazzo's mystery opponent will be? The choices I gave you, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Ruby Shoho, the former Ruby Riot, or Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Recently, Deanna Perrazzo was, uh, was playing up to that with her two with her two best friends Chelsea Green and Dr. Britt Baker. 
going up on Instagram, putting a picture of them to get the three of them together, saying, wait, are they playing me? Could one of them be my mystery opponent? And speaking of Chelsea Green, she recently just showed up in Ring of Honor for their Ring of Honor Women's uh, Championship Tournament. That should be good. Um, I personally think that it could be a really, really huge deal if Dr. Britt Baker showed up. Because right now, she is on fire. And from what I understand, fans will be in, fans are going to be in attendance in this show. Fans are coming back to attendance at wrestling shows. And I think that more AEW slash Impact wrestlers need to start showing up on each show whose names aren't Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. I love them all. They're all great. But we need to see more interaction. I think Deanna Perrazzo's opponent will be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Who will win the match? I honestly don't know. But if it's Dr. Britt Baker, I'm going with Britt Baker. Because that will light a fire on Deanna Perrazzo's ass. And maybe she'll show up on AEW. I would love for that please to happen, please. Yeah. It probably won't happen, but that's what I'm gonna go with. I love the I love both these women as wrestlers. I'm huge fans of both of them, and they would put on an amazing match. And finally, for the Impact Championship, a no disqualification match, the challenger Sammy Callahan versus the champion Kenny Omega with Don Callis in his corner. Kenny Omega, is there really any other choice here? I don't know when Kenny's going to slowly start to lose his championships. I don't know when he's going to start to, you know, lose them all. But right now, I don't think he's losing anytime soon. I think the Impact title he's hanging on to just a little bit longer. And then maybe he'll start to lose them. Those are my predictions for Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary. So let's finish up this show, this episode of the podcast. With my predictions for Money in the Bank 2021. Now, this is a stacked, stacked card. Um, there's a uh, WB uh, are apparently going to be doing a lot of surprises in this in this show. That's what reports are saying. Pre- be prepared for a lot of surprises with the crowds coming back. So let's get right into it, shall we? The Raw Tag Team Champions of AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders of Eric and Ivar. I'm going to be taking AJ and Omos here because AJ's Omos is, I should say, Omos is not going to lose anytime soon. They want to build this big dude up and eventually have a singles match with him and AJ and then make him a huge, huge deal. So Styles and Omos to retain. Next, we have Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. And I really don't fucking care about this feud. I'm going to go with my heart, and hopefully my head agrees. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley to retain. I think Rhea will retain here. I think they need to put this feud to bed. I can't believe they just fucked this whole thing up. And I think Becky Lynch will return. And I think Becky Lynch will be Rhea Ripley's next challenger for the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Next, we have the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Asuka versus Naomi versus Nikki Bliss. Nikki Bliss. Alexa Bliss 
versus Nikki Ash, her new name, Liv Morgan's Lena Vega versus Natalia versus Tamina. Um, I was contemplating may possibly like Sonya Deville coming in and inserting herself into the match, but I really don't know who's gonna win now. It's it could be anybody. I think Liv Morgan is the one who is gonna be like the underdog, and they want us to root for her. But I don't know. I really don't know. Um. I'm going to say shit man I don't fucking know. I thought I I mean that to be determined thing was really what I was banking on. I was thinking like maybe either Sasha Banks or or Sonya Deville, but for now what with the choices that I have I'll go with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I don't know why. I just thinking they're really hot on her and yeah, Alexa Bliss. I I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, next, for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, we have Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus King Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Now, this has potential to be match of the night with all the the talent that are in this match and the, how stacked this match is. But I could, you go a few ways here. I'm going to process elimination. I don't think it's going to be Ricochet. I don't think it's going to be John Morrison. Definitely don't think it's going to be, going to be Drew because I think Jinder's going to get involved, and that's the feud. You know, they were reported they were going to have a feud a little while ago. Um, I don't see Nakamura winning it. Don't necessarily see Kevin Owens winning it. So that leaves three more people left. Riddle, Big E, and Seth Rollins. Um, Rollins is one that has won it before. Really does not need it. Um, R- Riddle and Biggie are the ones who could are probably like the the big winners in my opinion. I am thinking. You know what? I'm gonna go with Biggie. I think Biggie is gonna hang on to the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think he's going to go to Raw, join Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and cash in on the WWE Champion uh, when he gets drafted to Raw. Because this push that we've been wanting for Big E for so long to be a top babyface, I feel like WWE kind of forgot about it. So I'm going to go with Big E to win the men's Money in the Bank, Bank briefcase. Next, we have, speaking of the championship... Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods for the WWE Championship. I think Big Bobby Lashley, Big Old Bobbert Lashley, will retain the championship. I'm hoping Big E cashes in on Bobby at the show. I'm really hoping he does and reunites with New Day. But for now, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley wins the the match and walks out as the champion after that match. Whether or not Biggie catches in or not, I don't know. And finally, what is most likely to be the main event? Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in his corner, the Tribal Chief, versus the Rated R Superstar Edge for the Universal Championship. Now, this is going to be a fun match. This is going to be a great match. This is a dream match. As I mentioned with my episode I did a few weeks ago with my buddy Fozzie, Edge versus Roman Reigns. The match you're supposed to get at WrestleMania. 
We're getting it now. Money in the bank. There's no sugarcoating in here. Edge ain't winning this. Sorry. Edge is not winning this. I got Roman Reigns. Because if they're really going to be doing that big match between John, with Big Match John and Roman Reigns for SummerSlam, there's no way Edge is winning here. I think Roman will walk out as the Universal Champion. And then we're going to set up that match between John Cena and Roman Reigns. So, everyone, that will do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please go listen to the interview I did with Tony Cheney and Frankie Marinara if you haven't that checked out already. And please also go listen to, if you haven't to already, Fan Speculation, where me and my buddy Vinny Carini, my co-host, we break down the season finale of Loki. We go over Spider-Man No Way Home news. We review Black Widow. Loki has changed the fucking game, guys. For all you Marvel fans out there, it's changed the game of how we know it. It's going to be fucking amazing these next few years with these movies. So please go and follow us over there. Uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast app. That is Fan Speculation. And please be sure you're following us here on Twitter at TNAWP. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast and be listening to us on your favorite podcast apps, uh, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Please leave us a five star review. Uh, give us five stars. Uh, like I just said, write a review, share with your friends, download. It really, really helps helps us with the podcast here, and we appreciate every single one of you who downloads, who listens every single week. It is uh, truly a pleasure and a joy that you guys do that for us. Thank you so, so much. Uh, and if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I at CJ underscore 1214, and on Instagram at CJ underscore 1293. Thank you guys all so much for listening. What are you looking forward to this weekend? Slammiversary more or Money in the Bank more? Are you excited about SmackDown tonight with... The return of crowds in full capacity in wrestling. Wrestling is back, everyone. It took a long time. It was a long time coming, but pro wrestling has returned. Pro wrestling is back. It's finally where it needs to be. God damn it. I can't fucking wait for these shows. I can't wait for this weekend. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I've been CJ Palmasano, and I'll see you all next time.